0: Why, hello there. If you don't already recognize my sultry voice, this is DJ Art of the High Score Five One O Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Why Jesus will bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash High score five one zero, and for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help Taco Pablo relocate to Wichita, Kansas. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. You are listening you're, you're to High Score five one zero, where sports, we're comedy, and some reconstructed- culture. What's the hardest route to cover in football? Tell me, please. I keep hearing it said.
1: What's the post the hard- route. To
0: cover. The post. Or a crossing route. Crossing. A draft. route. A crossing route. Pick pick plays are impossible to cover as long as they don't call penalty and you do it right. We'll penalty, yeah. But crossing routes, crossing routes, crossing routes, crossing routes, crossing routes, crossing routes. <laughs> Hey, Cowboys Nation, you know what? I need y'all to just put signs up next time y'all go to a game with a whiteout with some stupid ass motherfuckers. I knew they was going to lose anyway. We're doing a whiteout on the field. What the fuck are y'all doing? What's that going to do? What is that going to do? Nothing. You know what? Also, Jerry Jones pissed me off. In that goddamn way he built that motherfucking stadium. He's was like, man, we got a home field advantage. Well, can't nobody see the fucking balls because we got a glare coming yes. in, into everybody's eyes. You know, what? Yes. it's undefeated, time. The second thing that's close to being undefeated is motherfucking sunlight directly in your own pupils. You can't see shit. You ain't gonna see shit. You can't look in the sun and be like, hey man, I was able to see through that sun. No, the sun is undefeated in that way. Why the fuck you got a goddamn stadium where it's fucking up your own receivers ability to see the motherfucking ball coming at him. Motherfucker ducked out of the way because he couldn't see where the fucking ball was. What the fuck is that? So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Score 510 podcast. Fuck the Cowboys. They play like a bunch of poop-up motherfuckers. You <laughs> <Get them at laughs> <Dallas County. laughs> or any other place that you want to see some... The undisciplined, bullshit-ass motherfuckers trying to play football with a star on their helmet where they getting hyped up by an old-ass cracker-ass cracker! Who put salt on a goddamn breakfast goddamn sandwich? A breakfast sausage. Who puts salt on a breakfast sausage? That shit already got how many grams of sodium? <laughs> this motherfucker over here hyping up a team. <laughs> ain't got no goddamn leadership. Anyways, and we are here with... Uh, this is
1: AG3, coming at you faster than Nova- uh, Novak... Oh, shit. I got a magic moment in my in my intro. Djokovic getting kicked yeah. out of Australia. That,
2: that wasn't quick at all. That was like a Buffalo <laughs> melodrama. Seriously, really working no. on
1: it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was the opposite of quick.
0: <laughs> I mean, how tell you practice that in the mirror?
2: I didn't
1: practice it at all. I don't know how I got it out. I struggled with the first part, the heart, the easiest part of the name, the first thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Your mother's dick
0: is bigger than yours. That's right. <laughs> damn, damn. And we are here with...
3: Everybody's friendly, trucker, captain, people coming at you faster than this bad coaching and John Madden rolling over in his grave. If you go to Japan or any Asian
0: country, they could turn a television into a watch.
3: And Reggie White rolling over in his
0: grave. And we are here with...
2: Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon, a.k.a. Taco Pablo. Uh, I feel like I just watched Little Giants. I watched the Cowboys get beat by uh, a group of undisciplined, uh, rag-em-tag-em, non-football-playing football players.
3: Yeah, if your team won, you you can enjoy me with a victory cigar. Uh, we're- <laughs> you smoke cigars. You're calling Black and Mild cigars I'll be now. on the Milds.
0: I'll be on the miles with that yak hard yesterday, Skip. He's yeah, he about to be on the miles real hard. To he going to be on the miles.
1: Oh, man, talking to Skip, he going to be all over the miles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, and I'm pissed off today. So, you know, if, if, if I don't sound like I in my voice, it's because I'm pissed off about these goddamn playoffs. It's a double dipping of pissed off. The Niners won, and they beat the Cowboys. So Cowboys lose, Niners win. It's gross. It's gross. And, uh, Cowboys need to get some new niggas on their squad.
1: They're getting them some new niggas. You know
0: what I'm saying? You, Jerry Jones, go get them some new ones next year. Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones, you need to get some new coaches, because, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it It's it's terrible. It, Jerry Jones is probably <laughs> thinking this up in the box. Get one of these niggas, please. I'd take him home, but I have a dog. <laughs> I was <laughs> right, so out there playing on right. that field. There's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie. Undisciplined
2: ass. Oh, I got a, I, I got a question for your cowboy playoff watching. Like, do you watch that with somebody else? Cause just as invested as you are, I, I hope. No, I, did it I didn't watch it with somebody
0: else because I didn't want to sit there and get be getting pissed off and having to deal with looking at other motherfuckers, being like, man, man, your team winning it for us.
1: Now now would you be able to watch a game with me, Jared? I've been told I'm good to watch a game with
0: yeah, except you got the Rona and and, and that white bitch, that <laughs> white bitch over there, begin on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Come on,
1: man. nah, cause no. I don't cheer. You know I don't cheer no matter what happened in the game. You, I don't you, cheer. You, you test
0: positive, a A-Rour?
1: Nah, nah, he's just talking I, shit because I'm I was choking I'm on this apple I was eating.
2: Oh, man, I, <clears> I, I no, was just I choking tested, on that apple. I tested apple. positive this week, which you did. Oh, it's so it's so, it's so I like a. Felt weird, like I felt like I was getting sick all week, but then I was like, oh. And then then uh, Deer got real sick, and she, she's like, had fever, not feeling good. So I was like, let's get tested. But she tests negative, I test positive. I'm like, oh, what was
0: that? I don't feel bad. Are you feeling?
2: I'm very vulnerable, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that no,
1: That's kind of messed up, Brandon. <laughs> 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 gave you that one, but that's hilarious.
2: <laughs> well, uh, inside, I, went, I, I felt like Tyrese talking about, am I doing something illegal? <laughs> <laughs> what more do you
3: want from
1: me well, i'm sorry to hear that i'm glad you're feeling okay brandon oh
2: man, yeah well you what's one of those things you just never know like what's gonna happen like you're just like oh how's how, how's my body gonna react to this
1: man it's amazing that none of us that work at this school testing positive way been acting in
0: the district yeah man, I feel like every day I go to work, it's like trying yes. to avoid the Rona is harder than <laughs> trying to block out Zion Williams since <laughs> our last
3: Popeye's chicken sandwich.
1: No, that's impossible now. You seen the way that fool look? He's the only person who made me look like I lost weight during the pandemic. Dude. I, I, I try to take I try to put I try to take pictures next to Zion. So I could send them to my mom. talking. About, oh, mom, I'm doing well.
0: I know what we need to do. We need to get Brandon into that NBA shop and get him a, a red Pelican's jumpsuit and walk him around and, you know what I'm saying, tell people to pay for autographs and photos.
1: Man, they're going to look at Brandon and be like, Zion lost weight,
0: man. He ready to come back. <laughs> <laughs> but in news this week, AG3's favorite artist, Drake was in the headline. Drake! Drake! Apparently Drake is being sued by an IG model who claimed that after a sexual encounter, a protected consensual sexual encounter, Drake went to the restroom, took the condom off and threw it away. Uh, Later in the evening, she snuck into the restroom and took the contents of the condom and tried to pour it in her vagine. Prompting her to be hit with immense pain and burning sensation, And said, area it turns out drake <laughs> had emptied some hot sauce into the condom as a extra uh insurance of spermicide to make sure that the woman did not do what she ended up doing whatever well, who the hell is he having sex with an ig model i'm not gonna say her name because you know what aaron you said that you sound- want attention so i'm not gonna give them they the do don't but- give it to them IG model is suing Drake. Drake on an IG post said, "You can have your 15 minutes of fame. I'll take the other 23 hours and 45 minutes." Man, I'm uh,
1: waiting for his 15 to end up. First
2: of all, <laughs> I'm surprised Drake is not your favorite rapper after this story.
1: I know. I, I, I applaud him for what he did to protect himself and his sperm, and for getting sued and making payments. I, I am commend him. I would give him an applaud for that. I will applaud. You know, I, I would give him much applause. Like silent ones, like, right? Okay, like, yeah, Drake, that was smart. But it's like, dude, as much money you got, why are you sleeping with the bottom of this barrel right now, right?
2: Can't, well, you can't trust nobody. And you play the games on the schedule. You, you, t- you talk to me around. I heard that in a long
1: time. <laughs> I heard that a long time. That might be hype right there, Drake. I might go to 389 right now. I might have to triple mask up, but I might go.
2: <laughs> I, I might feel like Escargo, but right now I'm at Denny's, so I'm going to get these pancakes. That's <laughs> so how you do
0: but uh, yeah, what do you guys think about uh Drake's protection of his very valuable sperm? His sperm ain't worth it, man. man, them jeans so watered
1: down by his half Canadian ass, them jeans they ain't gonna be no basketball player. We seen them hoop. You ain't trying to get them jeans, you trying to get them jeans in you just so you could trying to get the genes in your house so you get some child support. Drake, they wouldn't if Drake, if this would have been slavery, they wouldn't allow Drake to reproduce. Tell
0: me. He didn't just say that. I guess my, my question is to, to women out there, is this part of the playbook, I guess for these type of women, and I'm not going to, you know, paint all women with that broad brush because this, this is an extreme thing to go take a motherfucker's used condom and try and pour the shit into your coochie. That's wild to me. But I, you know, think that's... has been that one done one, before. Do. Yeah, I know it's been done before, but like what part of playbook, what kind of playbook is that? That's that, So that's I need cool. some of uh, my women out there to, you know, hit us up with, you know, what what's going on with that playbook? Because that don't seem like, that, you know, that's that we'll makes me it, make, it makes me like be like this is why motherfuckers be, this is the one of those things where uh niggas will be like man this is why i'm a dog this woman or dog woman because they don't they, they think y'all running some kind of hoochie coochie let me get some of this uh a condom sperm uh playbook on them and that's that's uh well
2: know. i'm just gonna say this is something only the uh i would say let's call it the five percent <laughs> have to really deal with Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if a woman's trying to get pregnant by some guy who works at Kenny's Shoes or <laughs> Jackbox. Exactly. In the box. exactly. <laughs> I ain't even seen it. it,
1: it just if just if a motherfucker is
0: still working at Kenny's Shoes,
1: then he got problems right now. Just, just to be Marcus.
0: clear, none of the Negroes on this show have to worry about what this happening to us.
1: Nope. I will keep hot sauce in my pockets because think about it. If she's still here for child support, he can afford it. That happened to me. I get sued for child support, motherfucker. I'm living out of my car. No, no,
0: no, no. We making things work. We working things out. We stay together. Yeah, I'm
1: stuck with someone for 18 years. I don't even know.
2: Well, then, well, the thing is about the hot sauce. Like, why couldn't he just rinse it out in the sink if he's going to the bathroom? Anyway. Was he? Not, wasn't <laughs> I was expecting that there to be a sink? Like, he definitely has to keep hot sauce. Just in case wherever this happens.
1: I just want to know: Is Taco Bell gonna rename a hot sauce after Drake after this? <laughs> That drizzy, that drizzy Diablo? That drizzy fire, man. That dri- <laughs> we got that drizzy fire. It might not taste good on these Taco Bell wings or the tacos. Yeah, the boy, they sure do kill some sperm. In the co- just carry a little thing of spermicide with you. What's wrong with this nigga? Oh, See, he got me using the N-word twice. We brought up Kanye, and now him. I used the N-word twice in one show. I'm upset. <laughs> Who are you going to bring up next? Michael, be joined. Just, just, Michael I know you mad, Jared, but you ain't got to try to bring us to this level. What are you going to do to piss off Pedro? T- tell him his truck look like a reject out of Purple Rain. What you gonna do? To piss off, Brandon, man! Rip up a cardigan on the show. A sweater vest. Send him a ripped up sweater vest.
0: I'm gonna release. A, <laughs> I'm gonna release a horde of moths into his uh, closet. <laughs> <Go start laughs> into his <laughs> on Order, order a horde of moths his, <laughs> by Amazon. Start taking
2: dating advice on TikTok. That's
0: uh, what he's gonna start doing. Well, anyways, uh, Drake with the uh, heady play. You know, say not being uh confined to having a un. Expected or unplanned or unwanted child uh, on his hands. I got to give him a little bit of kudos for this, you know. what I'm saying at the same time, uh, he still ain't shit. But at the same time, I'm sure he pays somebody who's like, "Hey, I always have my hot sauce on hand. My the condoms I like, whatever lube and other kinky weird shit. Had the bag set on the hotel table, and I'm gonna get freaky with this with this skeezer. Now, I could call her a skeezer, right? I'm not. I'm not being de- de- uh, yeah, yeah. To No, her. no, you're not being derogatory, Kyle. Well, well, all Drake and Nigga for doing Nigga shit, but she a skeezer. I, 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 we'll
2: allow in this instance, based on what she did post.
0: <laughs> oh, Brandon, Brandon, will you be a part of this conversation?
2: <laughs> I'll be part of this conversation.
0: This week, a report came out that says two cannabis compounds can stop COVID from binding to your cells. Urban legend that, that spawned at the beginning of COVID, uh, where people were saying, hey, man, I smoke enough weed, it stops COVID might actually be truthful what do you guys think about that
1: man that sounds stupid as shit man I, I, wait no man
0: it says Come that mean
1: about two months
0: two cannabinoid acids commonly found in hemp varieties of cannabis can bind to spike protein of coronavirus and prevent infection of human cells we got some new got some new alternative medicine now we can see probably a bunch of right-wingers want to legalize weed which will help us legalized weed so I'm kind of down for this because they were like man I'm gonna take my hemp protein pills I'm gonna take my dewormer I'm gonna take my adamantium I'm gonna take my Clorox and I'm gonna take my uh, my Cialis I'm gonna be good on this COVID.
2: I'm gonna just go ahead and say the more things people try to convince me of about weed uh the less I believe like I would say every week apparently weed can uh, cure glaucoma it can cure COVID now um, it makes you a better driver. I've heard that it helps you study. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard it makes you a better lover. These are just some of the things people have already told me about cannabis, and why I don't believe any of it. I just believe you just want to get high get hot. Yeah,
1: whatever happens, they're just smoking weed to get hot. Yeah, the problem is, you know, this whole medical part of cannabis, right? Yes, it is an anxiety relief. It does have those type of effects, the relaxing effects, things like that. The muscle, a little bit of muscle relief. But you know what? You can't go ahead and smoke COVID after breaking your leg and be like, man, this shit help me heal.
0: I heard that the cannabinoids, there is a, um, a gland. We have a glandular system, which is a cannabinoid system. Cannabis and cannabinoids are good to our entire health now whether or not you can get as much of it from smoking it or eating it or if you know what i'm saying it needs to be even more you know i'm saying uh what are the condensed or, or filtered into specific uh things that you can take by pill or whatever you know big pharma big pharma you talking, talking about you talking about get a cannabis booster shot <laughs> you know what i'll be <laughs> down. I be like hey man come get this cannabis booster shot i got tink over here bro you can get your shots right here <laughs> get you uh, your passports Pedro, you are a resident uh, non-alcoholic, <laughs> non-regular drug, uh, non-regular pharmaceutical drug taker on the show. What do you think about the, uh, the prospects of weed being a legal way or a uh, positive way for you to avoid the COVID?
3: Anything plant-based is gonna help you stay healthy. It's, I mean, if I don't know about smoking it, but what I do for health is when I need energy or I need to feel better, I snore cocaine. And come I get on. tired, I'm going to come down from that high and do heroin. So to me, those are the safest ways to go about naturally doing things. Now, the heroin may not be so natural because it was uh, mixed in a laboratory uh, on New Jack City. But yeah, I'm all for the cannabis study. I don't know if we have enough time to believe that, but I just, like Aaron and Brenda said, I, I just think niggas wanna get high.
0: <laughs> Whatever happens, to just get high. In a couple of years, you know what I'm saying, as COVID becomes more and more just a regular thing where it's like we're gonna catch it and you probably everyone's gonna catch it, you know, on a regular basis, it's gonna be the new. Fluish thing, which is my conspiracy, by the way. Conspiracy brother says that this is just a manipulation by big pharma to create something that everyone's gonna then say, hey, I gotta go get my flu shot and my COVID shot. And they really just trying to get more flu shots out there because they know the flu is <laughs> worse than COVID. And they know that the flu <laughs> is the thing on, that, that everyone on. is sleeping on getting their they flu shots. So, you know, man, we can we can quadruple, quintuple, septuple our, our amount of flu shot takes, man. We just gonna make that money. They're gonna they get a COVID just, and a flu just... shot all together. Conspiracy brother. <laughs> the white man wants to keep us? Clay Thompson is back. The Golden State Warriors are back. They got their Clay Thompson, they got their Steph Curry, and they got their Draymond Green combination with Iggy. But Klay Thompson is back, and he is part of a growing list of uh, professional athletes accepting Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as part of their contract payment. Do you guys think that Clay Thompson is going to give the Warriors the boost that they need to make another title run?
2: No, they need another center that can take some fouls and catch <laughs> uh, <laughs> some lobs. That's all they need. That's, that's what the fuck they need. There's definitely something wrong with Steph this last few weeks. I feel like he's not, well, he's, not he's not. The last month. Yeah. The main thing is, like, we come in there, we get beat up by every big man in the, in the league. Dude, Atlanta John Collins had like 24 points against us. Djokovic is going to score 30 points, and he can't say that it's all just Draymond Green's going to come in there to stop whoever's going to be the, whoever the center is because that's a lot on him. But we just need somebody who's seven feet tall who's going to eat up some fouls mm-hmm. and catch some lobs. Like basically, we need basically we need Javale McGee. We need somebody who's going to get there, give five hard fouls, give their 20 minutes, catch a couple of lob, lob balls, and get off the court. That's all we need. <laughs>
0: I agree. I agree. I think uh, they're hoping that James Wiseman can be part of that answer, but I think they need to definitely make a trade to beef it up because Looney is is a solid, just like basketball player, but his his body is is like he's like a tin man when he moves around. He doesn't have fluidity. He's not explosive, but he's just a good, solid player that you can you know count on for you know playing solid defense, rebounding a little bit, and having some semblance of a mild post game. But otherwise, you need somebody who's athletic and keep them honest. And they don't have that right now. Even if Wiseman was back, you need some depth there. And uh, Bialika is not that. He's a good passer out of the high post, but he's not. He's not somebody who can keep the defense honest when they run the screen rolls with Steph, or he's penetrating and looking for somebody that's going to either make the defender come to him or stay back and he can get easy little floaters and uh, layups. It seems like
2: he all plays one game and then he's hurt for the next two. I don't know if that's a, a strategy by them, or if he's really just used to retiring. <laughs> it's a strategy <laughs> called
0: get old, Brandon. It's a strategy called yeah aging, and it's a strategy called uh, learning under a coach that you know, saying carry the aging dynasty so to speak for you know several years beyond when when you know his expiration date with the spurs and so i think steve kerr is is running a lot of what greg popovich is running that yeah man you gotta you gotta rest these players so that's like auto porter missing games left and right because they're like no we just need to get these guys to the playoffs where they can yeah. play meaningful 25 to 30 minutes a game if necessary it's good for yeah. developing your younger talent the warriors started so hot i feel like it they're at a good spot where they're able to now start getting you know what i'm saying healthy um, as they go along they got their young players getting a lot of experience so those guys will not feel as much pressure or not feel as foreign to what's going on you get to playoff situations especially if you're running just an offense not just a screen and roll pick and pop isolation style uh offense like a lot of these teams are running so it, it bodes well if wiseman does come back maybe right for the trade deadline they can find somebody else who's a young athletic guy who can run a, a pick and roll and just keep teams honest and who do they trade them who do they trade? That that's where it's tough. You know, trading draft picks that's is probably the, the, the best thing they can do, um, without you know disrupting the the players that they've been developing and and bringing along. Who might be a guy that has some value right now, but you, you kind of need that depth uh, just in case Clay you know has a setback or stuff. Can I ask you, why do you need to make a trade? I, I got lost here. Brandon brought up the point about the Warriors struggling against athletic bigs and, and bigs, just teams with more size than them. That's been what's actually been. They always that. have. They always have, but they had. Not, not like Manees, this. They had yeah. Festus Ezeli. They had guys. Man, Andrew
3: Bogut. Andrew Bogut was the best. No,
1: but they had guys that could go out there and at least make a, a big guy work hard. Of course, you're going to struggle with yeah. the Joker, but they struggle against, like Brandon said, people who are, like, semi-All-Stars, like guys that are going to make Jared one Jackson. or two in their career. Yeah, they struggle against guys that's going to make, like, one or two All-Star games in their career. they like, making them look really good, and they're not.
3: I, I, I still don't think they need a trade. I mean, well, they're, they're going to get Wiseman back. Well, no, it's a
2: trade. I think it might be... Uh, it might be a buyout situation where a center yeah. becomes available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because the same thing mm-hmm. happened the last two off seasons, right? So with Clay, Curtis Achilles at the be- at the beginning of the season, they were going to make a run that year, and they decided to trade for Ubre to sort of salvage the year. And this past off season, people didn't think Clay was going to come back, so like there was like a lot of free agents that basically said, "We're not coming to Golden State because we want to go to." Another team where I either get more playing time or have a chance to win a championship.
0: There's an option for that. I think that 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 might be an option, but you know, the buyout some it's hit or miss at times. You don't always get players being bought out of contracts. So. As long as it's not altered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now nah, he's staying, well, he's he, actually he playing well. Didn't yeah, didn't they're
1: good. not gonna buy him out. You, Blake Griffin will come available probably.
2: He's a dunker that can't dunk.
1: I'm (laughs) being honest. The people that look like they are gonna be available are Blake Griffin, maybe Marvin Bagley. But it looks like with the new coach, they like Marvin Bagley.
2: Well, do you think the later Lakers trade Dwight to somebody who ends up releasing him?
1: Man, them Lakers, that team's so old, Brandon. The only team older than the Lakers is the Super Bowl halftime show.
0: That's the only (laughs) team
1: older than the Lakers. That's all. And and I don't want to see neither one of the old asses. They, you know what it's like. It's like when you got this. The people like like Super Bowl Halftime Show. All these artists I like back in the day, I don't know if I want to see them perform right now. I mean, that's what the Lakers look like. They look like a temptation revival.
3: He ain't me. He ain't no David Ruffin! Get
0: him out of here now.
3: No, without David Ruffin. Y'all ain't nothing. Hear me? You fake irritation! Without David Ruffin!
0: It is the NFL postseason. That means it's also. Time for coaches to get fired. Eight different coaches have been fired or resigned this season. The most notable names, John Gruden resigned. Urban Myers was fired before the end of the season. The Broncos ended up firing Fick Fangio. Uh, The Vikings let go of Mike Zimmer. The Bears got rid of Nagy. Brian Flores was a surprise uh, fire. The Giants cut Joe Judge, he got that go. And the Texans were the last one to fire David Culley. I guess my question is, who deserved to get fired? But who was given a raw deal?
1: Two people got raw deals. The rest are all deserving. The people that deserve to get fired. John Gruden, that's a forced resign. That, that's a firing resign, resigning, which he he deserved to get fired. Uh, Urban Meyer shouldn't have never been hired. Vic Fangio couldn't win at all. Couldn't win at all. He was a defensive coach that showed he didn't know. He didn't even know there was an offensive side of the ball, it looked like. Mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer, you know what? Mike Zimmer got fired. He, you know, his is close to being a raw the end of the deal. His problem was he never wanted Kirk Cousins. They gave all the money Kirk Cousins. He sacrificed his defense. He figured he could coach coach up the defense since they wasted so much cap space on offense. Matt Nagy should have man. He should we know he should have been fired a long time ago. They
0: also paid the wrong the wrong receiver. <laughs> they should have kept Diggs and let Thielen go. Yeah,
1: yeah, they paid the wrong. They're like receiver.
0: this beautiful white man. The problem is they beautiful that, wide the, neighborhood.
1: The problem is they 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 <laughs> they knew in the draft they could get a right... It was easy to replace Diggs. Mm-hmm. with his type than it was you couldn't have Diggs in and whatchamacallit they're basically the same type of receiver
0: justin jefferson
1: justin jefferson yeah
0: i don't know i feel like it's better than Thielen, who's not doing shit
1: yeah but they're basically the same type it would have been an argument it would have been all kind of shit who knows joe judge deserved to get deserved to get canned. they they should have came out there as soon as he ran that fourth and nine quarterback sneak with with five tight ends they mm-hmm. should have went out their field and just pulled them off the end we we'll flip a coin, we we'll draw straws on who coaching this fucker got to go now. That would have showed your team a lot of heart you did that. Uh, David Coley kind of got did wrong. Yeah. They're in that bad situation, no quarterback. I thought he did pretty well. Black coach finally gets a job with no quarterback, no talent around. He got kind of the raw end. Only gave him one year. He did well, for the, as well as I thought, they, I thought they wouldn't win a game looking at that team. And then number one was Brian Flores. He got done wrong. That was a power struggle. They, he never wanted it to he wanted to draft Herbert. The owner wanted Tua. He tried to talk the owner out of it. Brian Flores originally remember he first came to that team. They were to win zero games. They ended up winning their last five games in that year and were very competitive. And he traded away players like Mika Fitzpatrick, accumulated draft picks, and then they didn't let him, they didn't let him buy the ingredients. Right? They got Tua. They didn't, he didn't want Tua. <clears throat> he wanted Deshaun Watson this offseason. Remember, he was like, Who cares about the, all the, the legal troubles going on right now? Let's go ahead and trade for him and the owner the general manager and the owner wouldn't wouldn't do it.
2: I think Zimmer didn't deserve to be fired. I think what can you expect a new coach to do that Zimmer wasn't already doing, right? Like he I agree with you. I agree. Very super him. competitive. If they fit like and he's not necessarily an offensive guy. If you force an offensive coordinator, coordinator on him that you like, like you can make yeah. that make that work. Um, I mean you still got Kirk Cousins, but they've, <laughs> they've 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 shown that they can draft people and develop them, whether or not that is Dalvin Cook. Adam Thielen or Judge Jefferson, or
1: don't forget the head coach of the Buffalo Bills was his office coordinator when their best office of years.
2: He sure they could like actually get the team ready to play every week. I think uh, Joe Judge quit, like he was like, All right, let me show you how hot. That, that was the NFL coach's way. <laughs> I was saying, You can't fire me, I quit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how did Joe Judge get the job anyway? He never was a coordinator. Never designed games for teams, right? He was a special teams coach on the Belichick, a guy who never tries any trickery or anything. So it was First like, league. why
0: the fuck he got the job? Yeah, he hey, just man, don't man. make mistakes on punt and kick returns like Don't get no holdings. Don't run out of bounds too long. That's not wait, enough for wait. a head coaching <laughs> job, dude. They were so well Aaron, coached.
2: Aaron, let me, let me explain it to you, right? It's really two steps. Step one, be white. Step two, ask for the job. That's it. that's
3: it i guess the worst thing can say is no get, um, step three get a recommendation from bill Belichick. yeah right.
0: seriously <laughs> i feel like brian flores was the one that i you know they ended up the season on a winning streak they were you know competitive they were playing good football you're like with this defense coming back and the offense kind of starting to find a little bit of rhythm mm. but you no, got to you got a defense i know i know i know he hated two, but they they stuck with them all right the thing is is that yeah, Brian Flores probably got the run of the deal. He probably – like, you want to you be a good franchise. You don't fire and always change your leadership. It just causes more chaos, and it takes longer for your players to not be trying to figure out what the new coach wants and just go out there and play. But David Cully, I feel like, is the worst off at of all this because, you know, they, they also waited a day after, like, everything. Like, every, like everyone else got <laughs> fired, and then you're like, oh, maybe the Texans will keep David Cully, give him a real chance. And then another day later, it's like, oh, the only nigga to get fired today was – Mr. Cully, who didn't have a quarterback that had his back. That quarterback got in legal trouble and wasn't able to play all year. And so you're playing with a rookie quarterback or a journeyman quarterback the entire season with a team that's already been depleted through bad management. So let us show you how bad management continues. Let's fire a head coach. It was fucked up. Uh,
2: unpopular opinion that John Groot got the raw end of the deal.
0: You know what? Derek Carr got the raw end of the deal. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you serious about that? I,
2: so here's the thing. I
1: got to hear it's,
2: this. It's one thing if he gets caught up in some investigation when we actually see some results. But are you telling me that a million emails in a toxic work environment, you know who gets fired on this whole thing? The coach for the Raiders? What are you talking he about? Was, like, he, he was he collateral, collateral damage. damage. He was collateral damage. <laughs> to what? Yeah. Like, to what collateral da- Like, you would have to say what collateral damage is. I was trying to aim at this thing, and this person got it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They didn't hit anything. They only hit the guy. They
0: only hit John Gruden. That was it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that Roger Goodell, after reading everything about John Gruden and saying that they would not divulge anything else out of protection of the people that were in part of the investigation. uh, I think he said this afterwards to distract everybody.
2: I don't think that Atlantis sank. I think
0: Atlantis lifted off. (laughs) And then they just said, we're moving on with the rest of the NFL season, (laughs) y'all.
2: Well, I think I think in the next in the next coming years when John Green gets his hundred million dollars plus whatever he gets from the NFL, I like think they're gonna to have to admit that he got wrong in the deal in I, that situation.
0: I can agree. He's a douchebag. He got caught up with with part of a scandal. He should have just been fired for, you know, saying just it's for the, the just for just for the scandal of being caught up in this. But there should have definitely shout out to the NFL for being eight shit motherfuckers and having the Cowboys play uh, right. this Sunday and pissing me off. But fuck the NFL for not actually like coming out with the rest of that investigation and he, having anything else can happen. We,
3: can we come up to a reason why was he the fall guy?
0: Everyone's got a fall guy because that's how you. That's that, every conspiracy, every great heist, every great you know grift and scam has a fall guy. You have somebody who falls. That's why you got the Epsteins and Ghislaine Maxwells. You got all that going on. You have to have people that fall. People feel like when you get the mass people feel like they get there.
3: Epstein was, was at the top of the food chain.
0: He was, but that was his—that was a his boot thing, helping him recruit. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, is like you got to have the fall guys. You see them get publicly, you know, what I'm saying chastised, get their up in public, and then quells the the fervor of people wanting to get more out of it. And right. so that's 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 how it works. You know what I'm saying? Quell the fervor and move on. And that's what they did. Right.
2: Yeah, man. It, well, it involves it, well, it, it race, right? It, that was the main thing, right? Because in those emails, right, you had to have emails talking about. Whether or not they were signing Kaepernick
0: mm-hmm.
2: and colluding with other owners about not just signing him, or other players, right, or colluding against other—well, here's the thing, Brandon.
3: I believe they had those emails a long time ago about Kaepernick. Oh, they've been trying to
0: get
2: rid
3: of him. Yeah, they,
0: yep, they trying to. Yeah,
3: they. Was, that's why they. They. I don't know why he settled for that 10, 10 mil. I guess it was because he was trying to get back in the lead and still. But they had all
0: kind of evidence against that. It all it sure. all comes down to them trying to cover it up. You know, I really don't want to talk about this over the
1: telephone. Perhaps we could meet at a secret location.
3: Well, my my pick,
1: Brian Nagy should
3: have been fired. I mean, Matt Nagy should have been fired uh, two years ago with that that simple-ass offense he runs. He's running the same offense that Pittsburgh Steelers is running. All that shit underneath, yeah.
2: Five-yard hooks?
3: Five-yard hooks, seven-yard buttons, uh, eight-yard outs option option routes underneath the offensive line. <laughs> and that oh, that garbage offense, he should have been gone a long time ago. Now, my role in the deal was Urban Meyer. I love the way he coached. You, you gotta look at the way he coached. He went out, you know, he decompressed after a loss. He blamed people he he should have blamed was his uh assistant coaches for not having them dudes out there working hard enough. And he can't, allegedly went out and told his sorry, no-good-ass kicker, hey, I'm going to kick you again if you don't kick these balls through this upright. You're making me look bad, damn it. (laughs) That's a real man. That's a real coach. It's a coach like I used to grow up with. I remember my coach in 10th grade told me, y'all don't win this game running these dive plays all the way down the field. You don't come (laughs) back. We're gonna come back and y'all gonna do crab walks. And then we did, uh, we you
1: yeah, on the
3: field. Yeah, the roll. Yeah. I forgot what they called that.
1: I don't think they to do that, <laughs> that no more, man. It was no, but yeah, you
3: so had we Miyagi
0: doing your football training or something.
3: Let's nah, I They're so bad back in the day, man. He blamed us for losing the game 31 to three, but running dives. Running uh, student body rights in straight dives all the way down the field.
2: So okay, nobody threw it. the ball. <laughs> well, that, oh, so you have some of those coaches, right? So like some coaches, right? They believe in their scheme so much that the only reason it can't work is because it's your fault. <laughs> <And> you <realize> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I called the dive. You're supposed to block it. It's supposed to work every time for 15 yards. If we don't get 15 yards, somebody fucked up. Not even considering that there's a defense there who knows the play is coming. And somebody just might better than you. Like, no, you
0: need to block this play. You know, if I was on that sideline today for the Cowboys, it would have been a totally different outcome. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, a totally different outcome. Because I would have choked Kellen Moore for running a weak-ass offense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What the fuck are you running out here? And then I would have also slapped the shit out of some of the defensive players for jumping offside every goddamn 14th play. Hey, man, <laughs> guess what? It's third down and four. What I'm going to do, I'm going to jump in the neutral zone. You want to do that again? Let's try it again. Hey, hey, Flores is available. Brian, hey, niggas about, holding what, on uh, defense. Why are you holding?
3: Yeah, he did it twice, too. I, I was holding shot. Holding, holding the
1: offensive lineman, yeah. Yeah,
3: he oh, did and it they twice. Called a and a
0: hands to the face on a third down 12. And, yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, what are y'all doing? But
1: yeah, and, and the sad part is they really did those penalties, Jared. It, wasn't
3: no, like they it was like to
0: themselves. They played like some poop-up motherfuckers.
3: Just no discipline. You know what they don't have is black leadership on that team.
0: No Brian Flores, man. Yeah, you know what they need to call? They need to call this man. It's Cowboy Chetanah. All right, well now we are gonna be blessed with another installment of Mr. Varnado's Neighborhood where Brandon gives us a story about what's going on in his neighborhood. Oh, we're here for another installment of Mr. Varnado's Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood Brennan's got some neighbors Could, would you, could you Shit in my yard? Oh yes Won't you be My nigga
1: Man, with that with that song, Jared, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't even want to send my kids over to Brandon's house.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, man, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was all about happy fillers. Mr. Fernando's Neighborhood. Sound like I got to call John Walsh after listening to that song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Brandon, what do you have for us in Mr. Fernando's oh, Neighborhood?
2: So, all right, so for everybody who's not familiar, I moved from the Bay Area, California, to Durham, North Carolina. Oh, and something happened to me this, like, maybe two weeks ago, which I didn't realize was a Southern thing that people did, or a thing that people in the South were comfortable with. What happened was a uh, fucking uh, fox got hit by a car out in front of the, front of the house right here on the corner, right? So this fox was just laying there dead. Now, I'm from a city. The city's going to handle that shit. I'm not going to go over there and touch a dead fox. <laughs> I'm getting in the car, taking getting ready to take the girls to school one day. Somebody's looking at the fox. I was like, yeah, it's dead Fox. Went in the car, went on by my dad. I come back from dropping all the kids. Some dude has got a shovel and another dude's got another shovel. They put this thing on the back of the truck. And (laughs) I will tell you that over the next hour, two other people with trucks showed up to pick up that fox. (laughs) One fox. (laughs) I was like, what is going on here? I was coming back home and I was sitting on the porch for a little bit and somebody else with a truck Kept driving, like circling around looking for it again. I was like, oh, that's foolsome for this fox. And I was like, oh, what were they going to do with this fox? So, are they going to skin it? Going to make a coat? Were they going to eat it? I don't know what it was, but I just know my instinct was just leave it there until somebody else figured, figured it out a city official. But the person who figured this fox was not a city official. They didn't have no government license tags. They didn't have a uniform. Like, they just had two, two dudes with shovels. <laughs> the and, and their sleeves were cut off. In the
0: snow. Were they wearing no. overalls with cut off sleeves t-shirts underneath? <laughs> Brandon, can you ask me this? Were they? salty ass motherfucking?
2: I would say it's safe to assume that. Yes, I would. I'm going to confirm that. Um, did, they, did they ask you, are you going to eat that fox? You going to eat
3: your cornbread?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, trouble. <laughs> you going to eat Dude. your cornbread? <laughs> Well, okay, I just exactly. I didn't know it was gonna garner that kind of attention, right? It was like catnip for the Rednecks. It was like, <laughs> oh, there's dead foxes. The was
0: it wasn't like that scene Did- in Little Giants where where they were like, there's a new kid that moved into town. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did anybody ask you? Are you gonna make a beanie out of that?
2: Yeah, it makes me wonder what they were, what the plans were for that. So yeah, that's what I got for y'all this week, man. Uh, South is different.
1: You know you, so, know, you you in the home of D.Y.I., Brandon. Yeah. Right? D.I. Uh, excuse, damn! I fucked that up.
0: D.I.Y.
2: Excuse me. Oh, I also ran the D.U.I. too.
0: Moonshine. It's not as bad as Look. the magic moment Pedro had
3: last week. I was speaking sarcastically, but no, you're not, I'll,
0: nigga.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's right. If you if you're in the industry to make money, you you idiot. Why are you discriminating? Um, discriminating what you He's say? Discriminate? <laughs> not saying <laughs> scrimagating. I'm pretty sure pretty you said discrimagating. pretty close. No, <laughs> no, you've seen up here. you probably heard that. Yo, that's your internet. <laughs>
0: Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs is the same way in the show on where you get a chance to rant, complain, or highlight something positive in the world. It's, it's time. time. It's time. do you have a cutty corner shout out
1: yeah my cutty corner shout out goes out to all this new cryptocurrency and other ways of making digital trading cards nfts so let's start with nfts nfts been a big thing people are buying these digital rights digital art and then they're trying to charge people to buy it off of them or to use it at astronomical rates one NFT that sold for like $6,000 is the one. What was it? Was it the banana or something painting? I forgot what it was. The person who bought it is trying to sell it for 17 Gs now. People are like, oh man, I'm going to take every video i made and turn it into an NFT. And then that person has to write. Who are the people that's buying this shit? That's what I want to know. Brandon, have you bought any NFTs? Do you know anyone?
2: I have I know a couple of people who are trying to like create NFTs. I've got a couple people who bought NFTs. And the thing I always come back to is like, why can't I just copy and paste it? to our
1: computer exactly look i'm a brother that downloads stuff so you go ahead and nft all you want and be like hey man i'm gonna charge you for using it thinking if someone like jared running the podcast sound bites is gonna buy it off you know he already downloaded them too and right. guess what it's this thing that's very prevalent in the internet called pirating ask the porn industry you can go ahead and try to keep everything you want look i'm a person that's a different generation i'm generation x i'm used to buying stuff i'm used to buying cds buying tapes buying my music. I, I don't even stream music. I don't like streaming music. I like owning the music. I, I either buy it digitally or I buy the CD and then put it on my stuff through using the computer, right? But even with that, I still pirate all the other shit I want. I'm pirating this. I'm pirate of that. I, I'm, I pirate some MMA. I ain't gonna say which one because I don't want them coming after me. But Brandon sent me some pirate stuff that worked good. Rayon sent me one that worked great. High definition the whole time. No lag. Too bad it was just the British commentary I had to put up with. But it's like, dude, why the hell am I paying pay for some shit that I could go on Reddit and get for free? Why are people paying thousands of dollars for these NFTs? And now you got the video game industry. They're selling NFTs of like artwork that, that was made for the game.
0: Don't forget our, uh, our Runaway Bride contestant, whatever, Mato. She was selling NFTs of her fart jars. NFTs of her <laughs> fart jars. It wasn't even the actual was jar? the fart jars. She was selling the physical fart jars. And then she almost, she felt like she had a heart attack. It was just gas and indigestion. So then they said, he's on the Pedro. fart <laughs> thing. And then she's <laughs> like, I'm going to sell NFTs of it now.
1: You just ran Pedro off talking about <laughs> farts in a jar. again, yeah, Jerry, here you go. I'm going to sell NFTs of this stitch that never dissolved and sticking out of my belly button. I'm going to take a picture and start selling that. It's like, come on, man. This sounds like, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like top's baseball cards when the bottom fell off.
0: It's, it's, it's like yeah. cryptocurrency. That's all it is. No, I think NFTs
2: eventually going to get there when the government gets on board. Because, like, when you talk about non-fungible assets, right, they won't be able to print baseball cards anymore. But if you had it digitally and say, this is an authentic one, and somehow you connected to Aaron Rodgers and he digitally signed it, that could be valuable to somebody who's the baseball cards, right?
1: No, um, I don't see that,
2: Brandon. I don't see that. And the same thing is the same thing is just talking about transferring property for one person another when Real estate gets into it, right? So you don't have a physical title, but you're, talking, you about things, a, a you're talking about things
1: that have physical, a physical connection, whereas NFTs, there's nothing physical about it.
3: No, what I'm saying is having
2: having something that is trackable, right? So the same thing that crypto or, or Bitcoin is built on the the blockchain. Having stuff yes. that's documented that is really hard to to uh, hack is going to be beneficial to a lot of different industries.
1: All right, um, well maybe I, got I, don't of, I, I don't think I get don't think buy,
2: I don't think buying llamas is going to be beneficial to anybody except for the
1: people. What about who buying? Selling? What about buying Chet Hanks's first original uh, Jamaican accent voice that he did at <laughs> like, that award show?
0: Did he have to buy that back from the TV uh, cameras? The, the the company that recorded him saying that.
1: That's true. He probably had to buy it first because they own the rights to it.
0: Well, I
2: was looking about NFTs, right? So like Nike's getting into NFTs and the Metaverse and all this other stuff, right? Where they're going to try and start selling digital shoes, right? So if you wanted some Jordan 11s, you'd be able to use them in the Metaverse. You would also be able to connect it to your Fortnite. That like and shit, your- That's not like stupid
0: shit, dude. You know what? You know what? I'm mad. I'm <coughs> right-winger conspiracy theorist who's saying this is all a pandemic to get on this shit. Because this is pushing us towards the dystopian society where everything is digitally owned and manufactured and made, and motherfuckers ain't got no goddamn food. They ain't got no real motherfucking shoes on their feet. They ain't got no, no. housing, got- <laughs> okay? I don't know why that was... It's a pandemic. I ain't taking no vaccine. These motherfuckers over here be like, "But well, we gonna let them do all this metaverse bullshit and be able to NFT shit all the way goddamn Bitcoin shit all the way down to the goddamn poorhouse. We gonna let everybody be broke as fuck. Everyone will be living on top of each other in squalor, and the rich people will be like, man, I got the best non-hacking or the anti-hacking program I mean, there is so my shit, my assets are not liquid, but they are fun- non-fungible either. But they there. Oh, what yeah, the fuck is sound, going
1: on? This sounds like some ready player one and some
2: wall oh, mix mix in. Oh, it's getting there.
0: It's oh. gonna get there, and that's that's the real dystopian site that's been written about. I'm tired of motherfuckers talking about other other shit. You better tie it into this because that's coming.
1: Thank right, you, Jerry. I can put it better.
0: Pedro, do you have a cutty corner shout-out?
3: Uh yeah, real quick, I cut a cut a short a shout out goes to brokers, racist brokers. Just this Friday, I tried to get a load out of Dallas and I had ran into a freight broker. And I guess I was talking kind of cool or whatever, like I talked to y'all, like, hey, what's going on, y'all? Just trying to see if I uh, did you get this uh run covered going back to Phoenix and See, you know, what What do you need? Can you use a reefer with that workout? And the dude in his, I guess, I want to say Indian accent. I'm not sure. He started to talk to me. He was like, uh, uh, oh, well, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's been covered, my finance. It's been covered, my finance. No glass for you. What a
1: glass.
3: <laughs> it's been covered, my finance, Right. So I, I, I was like, okay. You know, I just kept looking, I kept looking and I reset. You can reset the little uh, thing you look on the board, digital app. You can reset, you know, to see who put stuff on the board that need to be moved. The same per call, refreshed and put it back on the board.
2: Yeah,
3: after he after said it was gone. Then he had also updated it on another long board. So I'd be damn if I wasn't racially profiled. Damn you, whatever them white folks call you. I wanted to use the S-N name on them because I was pissed off he racially profiled me.
2: Mary thought he was from Nigeria. That reminds me of something I heard on uh, the Roy Wood's uh, Job Fair podcast. Some of job scams are like how they like how to weed out Black people. And they had them like spell things with an R in it because they figured out Black people themselves say aura. Right. Aura. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they would disqualify you for a job interview
0: <laughs> there's also that that one uh, video where it's going around the guy plays like uh, like he's, his house is being broken into, he's calling 911 and they're like who's the greatest RB, they like a couple questions before we come, Is like, who's the greatest RB singer he's like Justin Bieber, who's the best boxer in the world like, Jake Paul, can you say ask, and he's like oh, uh, ax, <laughs> and they hung up on damn, damn. Pedro, you, you should've you should have came on like this. Sick of you poaching my customers. I'm sick of your crybaby bullshit.
1: You wanna you wanna take the shit outside? You wanna just take it outside and just squash it? No. Let's stay inside so
3: everybody can see what a what a pussy you have, okay? Because when I remove the, the blade I keep in my boot from its sheet, I can't return it until it has spilled blood. Look, listen to me, listen to me. You are fucking with the wrong nigga. Hey, hey! You're fucking with the wrong
2: son nigga, okay? have a cutting corner shout out oh yeah man uh, my cutting corner shout out goes out to uh to COVID and the stupidness that is brought out of everybody um so i was ear hustling children ear hustlers we used to a conversation you're not supposed to be listening to that one expects you to listen to also that's another thing i'm gonna start using more old, old slang because i'm trying to y'all uh young people bullying us into <laughs> trying to use y'all language uh okay so COVID. Kind of a shout out um so we're at my daughter's school um and we and find out that the same kid has had covid three times has showed up to school <laughs> sick three times and shut down the entire classroom three times Damn. now i don't know this kid's name but i'm gonna find him. number one i'm at the school because school should just kick him out like number one the kids coming here giving everybody covid and shutting down school for 10 days. Number two, what process are you talking about with this parent to say, hey, if your kid is sick, keep them at home? And if not, we're going to start imposing fines. We're going to give out your phone number to the other parents in the, in the school, something. Like, there has to be some sort of penalty for you continuing and doing the stuff shit with us. And three, like, and it really bothers me that the school hasn't done anything about it, that the parents aren't, don't seem to be bothered by it. And that these kids keep showing up to school, so that's my cutting mm-hmm. corner shout out, man. Just people acting irresponsibly uh, in light of whatever you think about it is, right? I was actually talking to somebody uh, last week. It's like we can't we can't agree on the basic facts. Is COVID a thing <laughs> that we need to worry about? I feel like we need to get on that train first before we talk about all, all the other stuff. So number one, is COVID a thing? Because people still think COVID is just the flu. Some people think COVID is just some random government conspiracy. And even if it is a government conspiracy, people still really getting sick with this government conspiracy. <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't believe it, I don't believe that the Crips own this neighborhood. But if you wear a red shirt in this neighborhood, you're going to get your ass pulled. So if you don't wear a <laughs> mask, <fucks, laughs> you don't catch COVID, dude. If you don't get maxed up, you might get fucked up. Okay, it's the same idea. So my Michael Corner child goes to COVID. Uh, luckily, I have it this week. Luckily, it's not, a, it's not a big deal for me. Shout out to my gene pool. Shout out, yeah, Kenny Carter, shout out. Goes out to COVID and all the parents being acting irresponsible.
3: Yeah, yeah. I said it before. It's just, the only reason why the CDC is allowing all this, all that changing their mind every day or every other day is because they're afraid if you tell them the truth, people are going to panic. And the truth is, we don't need to be out in these streets.
2: Bottom line, the CDC will actually have you out here look stupid. Cause you yeah. could be on the CDC's website, you could listen to the lady on her weekly webinar thing mm-hmm. and recite that shit verbatim at work. And then the next day it says, do other shit. <laughs> <laughs> they, did.
0: they did. It's counter, yeah. counterproductive to what you said yeah. the other day. I need, I need the CDC to act more like a pimp named Slickback. Did you know that
1: at least 75% of bitches suffer from some kind of hearing
0: loss? This
1: alarming statistic means that more likely than not talking isn't the most effective way to communicate with a bitch. That's when you have to hit her.
2: Whoa, what? You tell her what
1: you want her to do. If she say, no, hit the bitch, Simple. But I I couldn't hit Sarah. I couldn't hit any woman. Has not hitting the bitch been working? I mean, scientifically speaking, has not hitting the bitch achieved the desired result?
0: My cowboys. Cutty Corner shout out. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here it is. Nigga hitting oh. that big one. Goes out to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, uh, sadly, the team that is my favorite football team, uh, the team I follow most closely out of most any sport, uh, lost against the 49ers. The team that I hate and is the reason that spawned my fandom of the Dallas Cowboys in the first place. Dallas Cowboys played a terrible game. Undisciplined. You didn't have a creative offensive game plan. Yeah, you did a couple of trick plays here and there, but a creative offensive game plan is something that's going to be hard for the other team to stop. It's going to be hard for the other team to impose their will on you. You ran a game plan that allowed the defense to impose its will on you. You ran a game plan that was vanilla like some Jason Garrett bullshit that we've seen in past years. So my cutting corner shout out goes to the Cowboys for being undisciplined. Mike McCarthy for not having that team better prepared to go. Dan Quinn, your defense, I'll give them. They played overall, except for all the fucking stupid ass penalties. Defense played all right offense scored 17 points that's not winning football not winning football at all you're touted as one of the best offenses in the league uh offense that was going to give teams problems you didn't give teams problems when they hit you in the mouth and you had to execute part of that is play calling. so kellen moore you know paper boy milk boy delivery boy looking ass motherfucker you know what i'm saying i was happy when they brought you on but right it's now team, you're mate. starting to plateau you might have been Brandon's as teammate but you're plateauing hard at what you're doing Somebody want to hire you? You know what? Go ahead and hire him. We'll get somebody else in here who can maximize what Dak Prescott can do. You got a quarterback that could be like Steve McNair. Steve McNair was not throwing comeback routes and out routes all the goddamn time. He didn't throw a bunch of that shit. He threw shit that was short routes at at times, but crossing routes, seam routes. He attacked the middle of the field. If you don't attack the middle of the field, there's no point playing offense. You better hope you're playing a practice squad team like last weekend when y'all played the Philadelphia Eagles practice squad. Yeah, you can do that against a practice squad when your team has players that are just better heads and shoulders above the opponents. That's not the playoffs. And then all these motherfucking penalties. You know, I'm done with this. I'm done with Jerry Jones. You a con man putting salt on goddamn breakfast sausages. He's like, man, it's already got about 114 grams of salt, sodium, sodium in it. Let me add another, like, you know what I'm saying, several hundred grams of sodium to it. Old shaky hand bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed. You play like some <laughs> punk bitches in your own house. I'm tired of Cowboys fans looking. Cowboys fans, y'all need to get some. I'm tired of you praying to white Jesus in front of a national TV audience. Because you know how many memes you're getting turned into? I saw so many people holding it, oh, praying hard, oh, looking there crying, disheveled. Like, get your shit together, nigga. This is why your team ain't winning. Pray white Jesus. Stop being over here praying to white Jesus for some some miracle to happen you get punched in the face because you came out and you played like some idiots. You didn't, it wasn't even about the physical game. That played a small role. It was about execution and scheme. And you allowed, you let them off the hook. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.
2: I will say that uh, when Jason Garrett first got the job with the Cowboys, his nickname was Red Jesus.
0: No, it was? Jason Garrett it was, was a man. Jason Garrett was a con man. <laughs> who fucking got Wade Phillips fired so he could become the head coach. And then all of a sudden, once they fired Wade Phillips that season, the offensive playbook opened up miraculously. All of a sudden they was doing all kinds of shit. That was the most creative time you saw Jason Garrett was that. And then he went back to being a vanilla, poo-butt ass motherfucker too. If you ain't gonna run no goddamn crossing routes, you ain't gonna run your tight end on a on a, on a on a corner route, you ain't gonna have fools running across the field and let them throw them open, then you ain't gonna win games. Fuck the Cowboys. God damn it.
1: Well I got I got a question for Jared. Jared, do you think the Cowboys was hurt by especially the second half having that easy schedule with a lot of divisional games and having such a weak division that they never faced like at the beginning of the year they had some tough? I'ma tell
0: you this. I'ma tell you this. You can prepare. you can go to the gun range oh. all day and practice shooting your gun. If you go to the oh, gun range and you don't pull it out, it don't matter. Run a crossing <laughs> route, nigga! Another thing that pissed me off, you're to come out, Zeke was playing through a partially torn PCL. Get the nigga off the field! I don't care if he can block on third down. You ain't running no crossing routes, so he don't, if you ran a crossing route, he wouldn't need to stay in there and block. You know what you need to do? Get speed on the field. Make the Niners play deep. They can't stop a dude who's a faster nigga than everybody else on the field. But you're gonna be like, hey man, you know what we gonna do? Hand it off to Zeke who ain't got no burst no more because he's playing on a fucked up knee. What the fuck is wrong with you?
2: Hey, this is why I support player empowerment. Brandon, Brandon. Like this. <laughs> hey, Brandon,
1: Brandon, I didn't know that the crossing routes is going to become the, the new John man strafe. Strafing. Strafing. You know what button. a
0: strafe button do? It makes you go across the field, nigga. That's yeah. what's <laughs> important. I've seen it, I saw a reality show where it was just, I, I wasn't hoarders. It was one of those shows where somebody had like the thing where they kept picking up roadkill, and that was like their that was their neurotic thing they did. And uh, but I've seen other stuff about people who eat roadkill, so that's probably what they're gonna do. They're gonna eat it, maybe use the fur for something else. But um, I found a nifty article about the eight rules about eating roadkill. Rule number one is make sure you're legally okay. You know, if it's a uh, protected species, you need to notify the authorities before you take the body of the the creature. Rule number two. Uh, impact damage uh, the point of impact will determine how much wild game meat is salvageable because if that motherfucker is all rung up smashed down and bones is chipped up all up in there you probably don't want to eat it so uh, rule number three is clear eyes if the eyes are intact and clear the animal is likely a fresh kill cloudy eyes hence the animal has been dead for some time hopefully it didn't have uh, 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 cataracts because that, that, might, that might confuse you but the eyes are one of the first Come things on. to rot so make sure you look at the eyes Uh, rule number four stiffness in skin rigor mortis sets in within a few hours of death Uh, this is not a deal breaker depending on other indications or indicators Uh, the steak in a butcher's glass counter has undergone the same process of decay or tenderizing so the meat is still fresh but you want to you want to check it out make sure it's not too uh, firm it says pinch the skin of the animal unless it's a porcupine to check to see if the skin still moves freely along the top of the muscles uh, beneath it if so you're probably okay skin stuck to the muscle is a bad indicator so um if you can't really play with the skin it's not like you know a fresh you know the skin is still moving around that means they it don't don't eat it rule number five bugs and blood fleas feed on the blood of warm blooded animals brush the hair uh, on the carcass and inspect for fleas uh, like you would your pet um if fleas are present that's a good thing fleas won't stick around on a cold body so if there's still fleas present on it you know make sure they don't get on you and you take them home but Fleas and ticks will let you know that it's probably pretty pretty fresh in death. Blood all over the road may seem, or may mean there's too much damage, damaged meat to salvage, uh, and the color of blood uh, present should be dark red, like well fresh blood. Uh, dark puddles of blood have been there uh, a while. Flies and, and and maggots is a bad signal, is a bad uh, sign. That means you probably have, you know, it's been there a while. Uh, rule number six, climate and weather. Weather conditions, cold freezing temperature is ideal because that means that it's preserved better but in warmer situations, it's going to decay faster. Smell, that's pretty obvious. If it's a putrid odor, leave it. But if it don't smell like much more than just a little bit of must, eat that motherfucker. And rule number eight, collection and processing tips. Build a separate road, uh, roadkill kit. Um, and that kit will allow you to be faster in scooping up your kill and preserving it. So uh, make out a little uh, a little kit that will uh, expedite the process.
2: It's called. I'm gonna call old Chip Bob around the corner.
0: Yeah, call it, I, I feel like somebody <laughs> put out like Come a they, lightweight. They got a town siren and hell of <laughs> motherfuckers heard the siren. Roadkill on, on Route 38. Come on, <laughs> All right. dude. I, I
2: just imagine somebody riding down the street, saying, like, "Oh, is that a what? God damn it! I gotta go to work right now." But I'm <laughs> Motherfucker.
3: Well, that, that story about that 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 process you gave, that little list took a, took away too much time off of my life. But that actually happened to me. Uh one of the drivers, cold drivers put a dead deer on the catwalk of my assigned truck. <laughs> that was the one day I was so
2: racist.
3: <laughs> I remember that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> man, he had to eat. He had to get him some some venison, man. Oh my god.